Welcome back. Dennison Callahan. Our conversation with Andy Brickley is sponsored by Norfolk Power Equipment and Kubota Tractors. Visit Norfolk Power today to enjoy money-saving year-end Kubota deal days. Check out NorfolkPower.com for more. And by McGee Chevrolet in Raynham, the first place and the last place you'll need to shop for a new or used Chevrolet. Good morning, Mr. Brick. How are you, sir? Good morning, John. Good morning, Jerry. How are you guys doing? Uh, Good. Do I get to ask my question? No, I'm, let me start, and then you can ask All one. Right. You buy in Marshan's explanation that he was just protecting himself or Shanahan's explanation that it was a predatory move by Brad? I think it's a lot closer to Brendan Shanahan's explanation than uh, Brad Marchand's. And I think the Bruins' reaction, along with Marchand, is more about the fact that they're playing the Vancouver Canucks and the history that was created in the playoffs last year and all the nastiness that you saw uh, between both teams, whether you want to talk about Burroughs biting or low hits by Ballard and Ham Hughes or any of the uh, incidents that happened in the postseason and the arrogance that comes with the Canucks. I think that's why you're getting the reaction and the backing of Brad Marchand. I think if this was an isolated incident against another team, I think the Bruins would be more along or more in line with uh, the league's decision, Shanahan's decision, that this was a bad hit, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Isolate the hit, it's a bad hit. Uh, there are times when you can duck, when you can avoid a hit, and avoid a hit by going down to avoid what would be an imminently dangerous check. Yes, you're allowed to duck and get out of the way. But that was not the case in this situation. Right. Well, um, Gord Kluzak said he would, if he were Salah, he would have gotten up and they hit him over the head with his stick. <laughs> what would Andy Brickley have done if Marshawn did that to him? Uh, you never know how I'm going to react, Jerry. But, uh, you know, if it's that low and, uh, and I have a history of knee issues, yeah. you might get the same kind of reaction from me as well, yeah. Speaking of history, this doesn't do Marshawn any good going forward. Once you get established as a reputation, uh, with a reputation, Officials will be looking for him even more going forward than they have so far. Absolutely. There's, uh, there's a microscope on him. Um, you know, referees will have radar. They'll talk to Brad Marchant uh, prior to the game saying, you know, you got to walk that line and make sure you stay on the right side of that line. Anything that's even remotely close to uh, crossing that line, you're going to go. And, and he's aware of that. You know, to Marchant's credit, though, as soon as that game ended and there was some concern as to whether he was going to be suspended, the league's going to look at and review it. You know, he said that I've done this type of hit a number of times or avoidance a number of times and have never been penalized, and that's true. So he said if the league deems this as an illegal hit, then I will remove it from my arsenal. Well, they've deemed it illegal, so he has to live by Mm -hmm. his comments and what the league would like to see. Uh, changed as far as not allowing you. You know, you put it to the eyeball test. If you were watching that live, and you guys were, I was, didn't it just feel wrong what he did? Didn't it just look wrong when you first saw it? Yeah, no doubt, Jerry. No doubt. That was my reaction, too. And, and, uh, you know, Silo's just kind of sliding along. It's a 50-50. They're both looking at the puck. Who's going to get it first? How do I go about getting that puck? Sometimes you initiate contact to bump the guy away from the puck, then you jump on it and make a move, and now you have possession. And that's the play. That's what was happening. And Shanahan made a great point that prior, you know, 16 seconds, whatever the time frame was, uh, prior to this incident, they both made shoulder-to-shoulder contact in a similar situation. And that's what everybody was expecting when the puck was along the wall. And then, you know, you saw Salo come in. He was was bracing for shoulder-to-shoulder contact, and that's when Marshawn went along. Is there a place for a good, clean hip check anymore? Absolutely. If you watched the finals last year, a lot of people are trying to make the, the uh, action or the analogy. Yeah, Ham uses check on 
on Milan Lucic. If you're the puck carrier coming down the boards in today's game, and we were talking about this last night uh, prior to the broadcast against the Jets, Lucic has the puck. I'm coming down the wall. I make a move to the outside. Only one of three things can happen in today's game. That defenseman can just kind of pivot and try to outrace you or just angle you along the boards. He can stand you up and hit you and go shoulder to shoulder, or he can throw a legal hip check that's not down around your ankle, but it's somewhere around the thigh. And as a puck carrier, you know those are the three options. And if you get hit with a real good hip check, you have to accept it. And that every, I mean, we get, I mean, dozens. Uh, every time we mention the Martian, had dozens of texts and calls saying, what about what Hamhuis did to Lucic? That no, was no, a hip no. check, correct? Correct. And Hamhuis got and hurt. Good, and it was a good hip check, and it was the last check that Hamhuis threw. He right. was out of the series after that right. fight. Right, and that's a factor. Brendan Shanahan makes it clear. Salo gets hurt. It it, it plays into the suspension. The, uh, the, the penalty. Hey, Andy, yeah, base. Go ahead. I, I, I'm not. Uh, it, I knew it had to be more than two games, given the fact that he's a repeat offender, and his his last suspension was two games for the elbow on Umberg, and he didn't get suspended for the uh, slew foot, even though he did get fined. So minimum of two games. Did he did he deserve the maximum five games? And I think what Shanahan's doing here is. You know, I have the hockey community's attention on this hit. Everyone's paying attention to what happened because it's Vancouver, it's Boston, rematch of the finals. Here's Marshawn, a guy that plays on the edge. I can make a statement here as a league, and we're going to tell you that there is no room for this type of hit, this kind of low hit on an unsuspecting player who's expecting shoulder-to-shoulder contact. And I think if I maximize the penalty maybe I have a chance to get everybody's attention and say this is just flat out not allowed. Andy, speaking of Vancouver and Boston, based on the entertainment of that game that we saw this weekend, shouldn't the Stanley Cup finalists play each other more than once during the regular season after they play seven? Absolutely, and I'm so disappointed, John, uh, with what I'm getting from the Players Association and Donald Fair and the fact that they're not going to allow realignment and the change in the scheduling uh, you know, everything's going to be the status quo next year. From my understanding, I'm assuming the scheduling is going to be the same. They're going to go to a schedule where you play a home-and-home with every team in the league, so at least you play Vancouver twice right. next year. But I don't think that's going to come into play uh, because of what's going on between between management so, and labor. So if they go with the status quo, Winnipeg remains in the southeast uh, division <laughs> yep. of the Eastern Conference? Absolutely. <laughs> I hope they're getting their frequent fire miles. You know, as good as the league is as far as uh, evolving and this whole Brendan Shanahan and educating the public, if they want to go you know, to NHL.com and see these rulings, these, uh, these supplemental uh, discipline hearings and rulings and how far ahead of the curve they are in that area, you know, they're still archaic with some of the things that they do. Hey, Andy, was last night's first two periods for the Bruins a bit of a hangover from that Vancouver game in your estimation? Yeah, we looked at the way uh, Vancouver reacted when they went down to Florida. They lose a two-to-one game. They didn't seem to be, uh, you know, emotionally involved in that game. You didn't want to have that same kind of occurrence with Boston. You wanted to put that Vancouver game in the rear mirror and face, uh, you know, the team that you had right in front of you. But they couldn't do it. Uh, much like the fact that they try to prepare for post Stanley Cup first ten games of the season, and uh, as much as they prepared for that, they still go three and seven. So, same thing along those lines. You know, try to put Vancouver behind you, but for 40 minutes, they weren't a very good team. A new term was uh, was coined last night uh, at at that game. It's sort of like the Gordie Howe hat trick. It's called a Thornton. That means you win a fight, you score on a penalty shot, and you win the game. A Thornton. Yeah, and add to that a phantom penalty call to put him in the penalty. Yes, penalty. right. Yeah. That you worked know, out pretty well, didn't it? 
It did. It really did. You know, Anstrom misses the net on the wide side. Thornton comes out of the box, and uh, he's got enough speed and momentum to pick that puck up. And I'll tell you, Winnipeg had an argument about even getting a penalty shot called in that situation. Stapleton did a pretty good job of lifting Thornton's stick, but he was awarded the penalty shot. Uh, I thought it was a bad call. I thought the uh, penalty shot awarded to Fullborn earlier in the game was a bad call. Mm. So I guess hockey justice does exist. And I'll tell you, Thorny does not mind center stage. I mean, he was very comfortable. He said he was nervous, but he certainly didn't look it. Hey, do, you, do you think, back to Canucks for a second, the Canucks-Bruins, if they meet in the finals, I know that's not a lock, but if they meet, will things be different? I don't mean the outcome. I just mean, will Vancouver, will they, uh, will they continue to take the Bruins' uh, crap, or will they fight back? Will it be a different series? No, those are their stripes, Jerry. That's, yeah. that's the team that they are. It's a reflection of their leadership. It's the personnel that they have. It's how they play. They will not change. What will change is Boston's level of discipline. This was a game about trying to settle some scores from last year's seven-game series. There were some guys that uh, that wanted to get the attention of certain plays, whether it was Burroughs or Hanson or Lapierre. Too bad Torres wasn't still around. You know, there were some guys that wanted to get at some guys, and right. uh, they let their discipline get away from them a little bit. You won't see the Bruins play like that in the Stanley Cup final. That will not happen. There will not be 11 power plays for the Canucks. So it would be a different tune altogether in the postseason. Oh, and, and Dino asked this earlier. If Marshan does the speed bag thing on, on Sedin's face, uh, he's going. What happens? I mean, I think Sedin himself, they look like they were a little feistier in this game. And, and may, I, I think there had to be discussion in the Canucks uh, dressing room Andy saying, we have to fight, we have to be tougher, we have to fight back, which is why you had that scrum all around Thornton right at the beginning. Yeah, and, and I think that Vancouver left the, left the garden, and uh, I'm sure if you checked some of the the reading material from Vancouver, that they felt that they did man up. You know, Lapierre actually fights. He fights uh, He fights Gregory Campbell. Uh, Weiss fights uh, Nathan Horton. They have uh, five guys jump Sean Thornton. So they feel like they did man up and they did right. play physical. And they answered questions about their organization. But if you really, really peel the onion and see how they played, the fact that they didn't have Luongo even start, the fact that Weiss wouldn't fight Thornton when you know he was jarring with him on the face-off circle and he tries to goad him into some kind of uh, you know delay game type of penalty, uh, there were just too many things going on. Burroughs putting his stick in Thornton's face and not backing that up. I mean, a lot of the stuff that Vancouver is is has a reputation for. I think outweighed anything that they try to do physically. Hey, what's Andy Brickley's record in penalty shots? Uh, at the NHL level, yes. 0 for 1. NHL. 0 for 1. 0 for 1. Right, and then, yeah, I was playing in Pittsburgh, made a nice move to the forehand, and uh, not only did I shoot it over the crossbar, I almost put it over the glass. <laughs> I don't think we could check this, so you can make it up if you want. You know, you could just exaggerate. I just saw LB in the hallway. He said it hadn't taken one since junior, so 0 for 0 in the, uh, in the pros. But I guess, I guess it's a move that everybody works on. Did you have one penalty shot move that you worked on? Uh, uh, just by itself, or do you have a couple in your arsenal? Uh, I used to like to go much like the way Thornton did. You know, you go to the backhand, you yep. have most of the leverage, and even if a goalie stays with you on your backhand, you can throw it right up onto the crossbar. Unfortunately, on my opportunity, uh, Bannerman was overplaying the backhand, and he forced me to my forehand, you know, a veteran goalie that made me do what he wanted me mm-hmm. to do, and I was a young player, and I fell for it, and he got the result he wanted. I assume there are scouting reports on goaltenders, what they're good at, what they're not at, to the Bruins, and we had a couple of backhanders uh, last night. Know that Pavlik is, is less strong on that side? 
Yeah, he's a guy that uh, is more tries. He's a bigger guy. Tries to be square up. If you saw him play throughout the game, a lot of rebounds. So he's the type of guy that doesn't have great lateral movement. If you really watch him, so whether you're going forehand or backhand, you got to get him to move. I think it opens up a lot more holes if you move some kind of lateral. Whether you go backhand, forehand, get him to move, and you'll find more holes in his game. You know, you you talk about what the Canucks bring out of the Bruins and and vice versa. Does Elaine Vigneault or the just the Canucks organization in general bring out something different out of Claude. I mean, Claude generally even tempered. He was, and, and initially he was saying, you know, don't blame the refs. It was our fault after the game. But he was fighting back uh, after the suspension came down and and kind of, or even before the suspension came down and 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 kind of uh, blasting back at the at the Canucks. Yeah, Claude and Peter Shirelli, actually. Yeah, right. And, it's uh, it's kind of personal yeah. with them, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, that's residual from seven games in the postseason last year, and a lot of uh, talk in the way that Vancouver plays. They, you know, they are the most hated. They 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 looked at as the most arrogant, and that's why I say they will not change. That is who they are. And the league despises them, and that includes Peter, and that includes Claude, and that includes me, and that includes Pam. <laughs> you know, everybody just can't stand these guys. You hate and their they color. Saturday, and they won. You know, and they get four power play goals, and it's just frustrating and aggravating. And and because Marshawn's going to be suspended, and Lucic was gone for two thirds of that hockey game on a bad call, there's a lot of frustration there, and you have to vent that from time to time. Who's their color analyst? Do you hate them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even associate with them. No, I stay away. Hallway with them. Hey, Andy, final question for me. Are the number of F-bombs we heard in 24-7 about the league average, or are those guys a little more uh, loose with their tongue? Have you ever had a coach that didn't swear at all? Um, no, no. I remember somebody telling me one time that hockey players are bilingual, where we speak English and we speak Bulgarian. <laughs> I think that's proven in 24-7. I think that's about the norm when you're, when you're talking about hockey players in a lot. That's about average, huh? That's about average. Yeah. No, no, Tony Dungy. It's a little accelerated when you're on the ice. Too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think Tebow could play for Tortorella. Do you? No, no. no. <laughs> He'd just melt if you heard him. Brick, good talking. You appreciate the conversation. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, boys. Andy Brickley with Dennison Callahan on the AT and T Hotline. Get it faster with 4G. AT and T rethink possible. Our conversation with Andy is brought to you by Norfolk Power Equipment and Kubota Tractor. Visit Norfolk Power today to enjoy money-saving year-end Kubota deal days. Check out NorfolkPower.com for more. And by McGee Chevrolet in Raynham, the first place and the last place you'll need to shop for a new or used Chevrolet. We should point out to uh, enroll in Nesson U at ACC Basketball Doubleheader tonight. Wake Forest and Maryland tip off at 7, followed by Georgia Tech and NC State at 9. Go to Nesson.com slash college for more. It all starts tonight at 7, only on Nesson.